0: hello and welcome to another episode of uh, you may not like this but um the podcast that is um uh, my my heartfelt apologies go out to everyone first of all i thank you for all those who tuned in to the last episode um i'm carrying out a sort of informal informally pre- uh, presented a series on New Testament judgments. It came to me very poignantly some time ago, and I discovered that there are eight of them, and they they justify some study. Um, but before I proceed any further, I want to apologize for the huge delay there has been since the the first podcast on this. Uh, uh, the first episode on this uh, series, uh, the eight New Testament judgments, um, and before proceeding to the second one. First, because there's been um, a considerable delay, I thought it would be a good idea to carry on. But before I commence, before I... Read, I, I want to read some scriptures to you and say a few things and so on. But first of all, regarding the blog, um, I have a blog and I've been blogging since uh, 2009. And the blog is entitled, You May Not Like This But. Um, and you will find it on youmaynotlikethisbut.blogspot.com and you will find a large amount of reading material uh, there to peruse. And I hope and pray that you find it profitable. There is, however, a problem Um, with regard to myself. I don't know what happened in the meantime, but some time ago uh, there has been an anomaly regarding google users who are not in america and some sort of law has changed i don't know what it was but the the upshot is uh, that i cannot get in to that blog to make more blogs what i had to do in order to conform to the law was to open a new account a whole new account and I have done so, And when, I, but when I tried to open an account uh, called You May Not Like This But, uh, there, there, I was forbidden to do that because there was already an account using that name, like I didn't know, but I still couldn't get into it. So what I've done, I've, I've opened another account, and I've called it You May Not Like This But 2. And I have done now two blogs on that that site, so if you want to uh, Google or Bing uh, that, uh, I'm sure you'll find it there. You may not like this, but .blogspot.com, or the other one or the new one, you you can search ynlbt-two. And you will go there. So I'm very grateful that if you would do that, because it is worth uh, perusing. Um, I felt a strong leading by the Holy Spirit to write those things, and I've still I, I'm I'm glad that I was able to be found obedient to the, the Spirit's leading in that respect. Now, coming to this, there are. Eight. I'm going to start from the beginning. Um, I'm not going to re- read everything to you, but um, because that would be too much. But I will. I will tell you where to go. Um, anyway, uh, to begin, uh, it is where I've been looking at the eight New Testament judgments. I mean, there are loads of judgments in the Old Testament, as we know. But I'm looking specifically at the eight New Testament judgments. Uh, it's based on a text from the Old Testament, First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 14. And I quote, His judgments are in all the earth, that everywhere you see the judgments of God happening. I'll come to contemporary and uh, present-day uh, issues another time. I, I, I want to get this, I want to really nail this study down. Um, his judgments are in all the earth. And if I may, I'd like to read a portion of Scripture to you. It's found in the second chapter of Romans... And I would like to read some verses there, starting at verse 1. Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are, who judge. Because in whatever way you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. We know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things And do and do you think this, O man, who you you who judge those practising such things and doing the same things yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing, being completely unaware, or either that or forgetting, uh, that uh, I forgot where I was now, I've lost my place, practicing such things, and doing the same things that you will escape the judgment, or you despise, uh, this, this is worth repeating, or do you Despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing, forgetting, or perhaps, yeah, yeah, we'll best case scenario, forgetting, the goodness of God leads you to repentance. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. That's what it should be. Deferred suffering is for that purpose. Deferred judgments are for that purpose, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But, But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath, in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to be there. Do you know what? Evening, and that includes God himself. God who, and the same God who will render on that day to each one according to his words, thoughts, no, his deeds eternal life to those who, by patient continuing, continuation in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking, and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, What is the consequence of that in that day of wrath and judgment and in revelation of judgment, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, to the Jew first and also to the Greek? If I may pause there, um, there is... And, and by mention of the greeks one of the second the second uh blog i have done uh on you may not like this but part you know two is regarding the present day uh, issue reco- concerning jews everywhere particularly in palestine but glory uh, continuing with our our study but glory honour, and peace to everyone who works what is good. To the Jew first, and also to the Gentile, for there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law, that is, knowing the law, namely, the Israelites, will be judged by the law, the law which was given to them as a nation, which they've been schooled in ruthlessly, continually. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles, who do not have the law, by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves the thoughts, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now, no, there's loads to in, uh, unpack there, but suffice it to say that in closing... Uh, with that portion of scripture, and, and before we move on, that these things are very big and they concern us all. And if we don't think we are that they concern us all, then we are living in a fool's paradise um, and worship a God that we have carved with our own imagination. Please turn to the Lord and by to know, how do you know you've turned to the Lord by some mysterious experience or you, quote, feel a presence, unquote? No, 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 no. The main thing is, you, there are lots of things. There are lots of things, I suppose, when I think about it. There are lots of things that you can say, and people do say, that they have Experienced and there's nothing wrong with it. I don't eschew it. I'm not here to judge anybody. But it's like this. The main thing, the most objective thing, to the the grounding, if you like, is what God has already done for us, and that is He's given us His Word, and we are to read it prayerfully, read it in a state of prayer, in a mode of prayer, and read it and and grow in it and take heed to it i love the words recorded in the gospel of john where jesus says you are clean by the word that y- that i have spoken to you i think when i think of that after i've had, a, had some time of Bible study personally, or whether I, I've been in the scripture class in church and I've been really listening and and looking up uh, scriptures and so on, and turning the pages of the Bible as you should, Do you know, I feel at the end very clean, not sanctimonious, but I feel like that, and that's a little experience, isn't it, but it was precipitated by and brought about by the fact that I had taken heed to the scriptures and that that way I know it was the God and Father of my Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ who was speaking to me not with a voice from above the ceiling or anything like that but in my heart moving to the Uh, the study that we're looking at now, I must say that one of the explanations, there are several, but the main one I want to focus on is about the delay in um, making this podcast and recording this episode. It has been because when I started studying it, I thought, well, it's not going to take long. But I will tell you this. When I began to study it, the the believer's self-judgment, <sighs> uh, it absolutely hit me like an earthquake. You see, it's like this. Look at the other seven. Look at the other seven for a moment. The judgment at the cross. John chapter 16, verses 8 to 15. Then the chastening by the Father. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 6 to 11. Then the judgment seat of Christ. Second Chronicles 5, verses 9 and 10. Then the great tribulation. Then, uh, oh, but uh, the, the Great Tribulation, we're, the, the text we'll be looking at in this series will, will be uh, uh, is from the Old Testament, uh, Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 32 to 44. But then there's the judgment of the Gentile nations, uh, Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 to 46. Then there is the great white throne. That's the one that's most well known, isn't it? The um, Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. Then there's the judgment of the angels. First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. You look at all these. Those are the seven judgments. And they're quite, and I say this with absolute reverence and great, enormous respect, but you can say about them all, they're quite dramatic. You, you can, when, when I mentioned those things just now, you can, you can picture them in your mind or something like what they might look like, but look at this, look at this. The believer's self-judgment. Now, I'm not saying that um, I'm not saying that we ignore these things, or Christianity has ignored this subject. Not by any means. But what tends to happen, and I'm saying this again with respect, because I remember they, they, when I was young, there was a man who used to take our our young people's Bible class. And he had a way of doing things, and he used to say, For every finger you point, there's three more pointing back at you, and one more up to up at heaven. So never point a finger. He, and I always remember that. If he said it once, he said it at oh, times without number. He constantly reminded one of the big things I remember about our youth Bible class was that was that little uh, saying So I'm always I, I always remember that and I judge myself before I think well I listen I'm, I'm saying this to myself as much as anybody else The believer's self judgment is something we acknowledge but what we do is this Once we've acknowledged and we justify what we do next by saying, well, the Lord doesn't want us to dwell on these things. We must move on into blessing. In other words, we must think of the love of Jesus. We must go on and basically we leave it behind. I don't want us to do that. Because, and I say it reverently, trust me, and I say it knowing my own corruption. There's one of my favourite Bible commentators and uh, uh, preachers of old is John Calvin, and he reckons that he reckons that our every thought, even as believers in the, and yet abiding in the grace of God, of uh, in the flesh. Our thoughts are the enemy of God. And, and, and it's like that. We're, anything in the flesh that is not in the Spirit is at enmity with God. And so really, oh, really, we have to do everything in the Spirit. And we remember that we, that we are corrupt. And once, once you, you do that, you're on a, a somewhat firmer footing, but let's nail this down. Let's nail this down to Scripture, and it is a very, very important portion of Scripture. First uh, Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 27. First Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 27, and it would be well known. It's well known because it's the portion part of the portion of scripture we read every time every time we come around the Lord's table, and we should do so with great reverence, but listen to these words, therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner we'll come to that in a moment, will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But, and here's the thing, but let a man examine himself, and so, that is, in that manner and in that way, let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Because, because he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body, not discerning the Lord's body. Because for this re- and for this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Uh, they don't mean that they they've gone for forty winks. He means they are they pass away from this life. This is enormous, and that's why we should never forget it. Never forget it for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened by the lord if we that so that we may not be condemned with the world the world will have its own judgment but believers will have their own self-judgment what we are concerned here about is the believer's self-judgment and that takes place not in not in book of revelation mode it means it happens here now and that we are to place judgment on ourselves don't look anywhere else supposing you're in church you're in you look at when, when you hear something like this, perhaps I don't know, I don't know what kind of church you go to, what church you go to, what kind of church you go to it's none I don't know that, but imagine imagine you're in you when you hear something like this you'll you'll think of certain other people, won't you? Well, don't do that. the person sitting in front of you or to the left or to the right, or you know the person sitting behind you. You don't know. Oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. Look at yourself. Therefore, my brethren, I'm going to continue to to the end of the chapter, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And... The rest I will set in order when I come. And you know what? I think, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, those words are spoken by the Lord himself. The rest he will put together. He He will set in order when he comes. And now then, look at this. Now then because of its inward looking nature the believer's self-judgment or woe knowledge is very quickly passed over and for various reasons now then the enemies of god and righteousness unbelievers we always we avoid these things because the no, no. Let, let me start again. <clears throat> let me start again. By, what are the consequences of not doing this? What that we can be so, we can be so uh, taken up with our our own salvation. That's the thing. That we forget other things. And we can very, very quickly set get into error, a very serious error indeed, which will be judged. And as we've read in this portion of Scripture, we judge ourselves for the express purpose that we will not be condemned with the world. And we have that in, in Scripture. And it's a promise that if you do these things, And if you look at these things, you will not be condemned. It is written, you will not be condemned with the world. Now then, because I read this note here that I have a little prematurely, looking now at the bleak prospect of not doing this and where this will go consequentially. The enemies of God and the enemies of righteousness, unbelievers of all persuasions, are always other people. And I'm thinking specifically in terms of, when I wrote this uh, note, I was thinking specifically in terms of other denominations from yourself, or non-denominations, or other religions, or whatever... But let me say something about uh, just a brief address to the um, present situation regarding the pandemic. Before the pandemic, there was a man by the name of Professor Richard Dawkins. And I I must confess, I enjoyed reading the things he said. His two-part... uh, t- Mini series on uh, TV uh, was something I quite enjoyed because it gave me something to turn upside down and read in that way, and I really enjoyed it for that reason. But Professor Dawkins was known as a militant atheist, and but he became a little old and he passed on the work to a organization i can't remember exactly, but it was either called the Center of Inquiry or the Center for inquiry It's an american organization but since the pandemic and see the thing since the pandemic um what has happened is they've they 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 faded away into the background um they were doing various things and to undermine the, the face of religion across the world and not just Christianity, all religion and across the world and they did not um, that they, they were gaining perhaps some legal ground. but they paid this pandemic has, has put them in the back it, it, they have, it's as if they see, they seem to have faded into the background, faded into the background. So you know, have a little patience with people. But here's the thing about our be- a believer, non without any thought for the consequences, going on and being ob- self-obsessed. Basically, that's what it is. The enemies of God, and righteousness, are always be- they become, and they they are forever. Other people, other people. not me, not me, I'm all right. A sect is always regarded as someone else's religion. They are all out of step, except me. As it says in the book of Isaiah, very famous quote, um, Depart from me, for I am holier than thou. That's the attitude, isn't it? I'm whole, but here's the thing. You see, the point about that attitude is, if you read it in Isaiah 60 to 65, 66, you will find that God pours out His anger on that that attitude, and it's as if they were they were worshiping Baal. Do you worship Baal? Of course, you don't. But it will be if you carry on in that manner and you don't judge yourself and include yourself as part of the error of, you know, other people. I'm just as bad as other people. The fact that we receive grace and that we pride ourselves in the grace of God and and defend stoutly the doctrines of grace, as we call them. We forget that it is undeserved favour. Oh yes, we know it is undeserved favour, but we forget after a while. And we think that some part of our mind, in some part of our mind, we think, oh well yes, uh, yes it was undeserved favour, but now I'm am a I'm a holy man. I've matured in the things of God. And when you see other people who don't believe the same things as you, you think, oh, they're not as holy as me. They're all out of step except me. And that's the point. You are just as bad as them. And you are just as prone to error as them. Pro As the hymn writer confessed, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. And what? But he doesn't leave it there; he doesn't continue to be prone to wander, or at least he cries out to God and pleads with God, "Oh, take my heart, Ah, oh, take and seal it, seal it from Thy courts above. Reach down, I pray Thee, Heavenly Father, and take me and renew me afresh, to the things of God, like I was when I was young." It, that's something that older people are particularly uh, prone to and that we must continually pray for, uh, seeking a constant sense of renewal every day. Ah. And the other thing, continuing on, and and this is a particularly a bad thing, we always say, well, we, we never say this, but we mean it. This is what we mean. As long as God blesses me. As long as God blesses me, I'm... In other words, this is very right-wing thinking. You know, I'm all right. I, I'm saved. I'm making sure that I'm saved. Yet, when we know and believe that we are saved, and a Bible says... These things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. 1 John 5, verse 13. When you do that, you say, Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Lord, send me. Lord, put me to what you will. And God puts you to what you will. Are you um, And God, and let's not get stigmatized or cliched in these things, God can call you to be a motor mechanic as well as to be a minister of the gospel. We're all taken up by ministry of the gospel. I don't believe that that's right if you pray and i'm thinking of a young person if you pray lord what would you have me to do and you pray in the spirit the lord can speak to you and send you to do whatever he likes because let's take the 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 uh, motor mechanic you can be god's man in God will have you and use you to His praise and glory, in the mortar industry, or wherever, or in the medical profession, or in the scientific community. And yes, 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 He can use you in the in the scientific community. He is the God, for whom nothing is impossible. Look to Him. And don't be self-obsessed. Uh, have I got any other things? Yes, I do. Uh, if you don't come around the Lord's table, and we're coming back here to the Lord's table, uh, and this is, I don't want to indulge in controversy because it creates, it it brings about more. Heat than light, and I don't want to cause any controversy at all, but it's like this: if we don't come around the lord the the key thing here look that's therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily or in an unworthy manner, is guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And I don't want to get into the mystical uh, interpretation of that, but the practical side, which is verse 28, let a man examine himself and let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Because there are consequences to eating and drinking unworthily. And the point is, it's only a piece of bread. It's only a sip of wine. It's nothing, really, is it? In, in, in physical, material terms, it's nothing. So what is the spice that we sprinkle on that bread? And what is the spice that we stir into that wine? Faith. We believe that we are doing something in remembrance of what the Lord Jesus has done for us in dying for our sins to bring us to himself, save us from eternal damnation and save us from all death and destruction and bring us safe to heaven. That's what we are doing. And we do that by faith. We stir, we sprinkle that seasoning of faith onto the bread, and we stir that seasoning of faith into the wine by faith. But what about, what is that unworthy manner? That unworthy manner, says, is, is a warning to us, that Christian faith is that, as it says in the sixth chapter of Galatians, Christian faith is that which works by love, And it's like this. We come to that table by love. And that love, the sincere, unfeigned love of brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, that is the law. If you don't come, and this is what has hit me particularly, If you don't come to that table in love, if you come to that table routinely. Some churches have communion every day. Some churches have it twice a year. Some, have most have it once a month. But it's like this. When you do come, however many times, you come to that table, if you do it in any sense of routine, or oh, well, you know, I've been, this is what we do in our church, you know. Oh, really? You mean, let me, let me, no, 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 no. Y- y- let me tell you something. If you don't come to that table in sincere love of the brothers and sisters, you may as well be in the crowd in front of Pontius Pilate, and be shouting, "Crucify him! Crucify him!" This is what has hit me, and this is what grips me: the thought that I can be that. We will not have this man to rule over us. We wouldn't say that, would we? Yes, we do. If we, if we come, oh yes, well, you know, it's my church. We would do. we We'd. This is what we do, you know. What you're saying is, we do this to do our bits before God. And it goes back to the Old Testament. It goes back to the Old Testament. That those and the prophets raged against it. That they would come to, well, how many uh, sacrifices does God require for this sin? Oh, really? Well, yes, there it is. Uh, We sacrifice now. I'm all right now. Go away and sin your brains out. Not have no, one more, and by sin your brains out. I mean, I don't mean that you party like the last days of Rome. I don't mean that, but just don't have a thought for any more of God at all. Yes, yes, yes. We're, 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 this is what we do. I'm part of this church. It's what we do in this church, and I'm okay with it. Yes, yes, yes. It's only a bit of bread and wine after all. I mean, it's only a little ritual, every once so often, however often they want to do it. Really what that is saying is this we will not have this man to rule over us he doesn't ask very much so we just give him what he wants toss him a morsel he's the king he's the he's the second person of the trinity he took on flesh and blood he was born of the blessed virgin mary he suffered under pontius Pilate and was crucified died he was buried he descended into hell fire and on the third day he rose again and ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father ever living to make intercession for us and he will come again to judge the living and the dead and you toss him a morsel for shame on you and for shame on me for the many times in which I have done the very same thing. But but, let a man examine himself. Let a man examine himself. And then in that way... And in that mindset and that atmosphere, let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. The consequences couldn't be greater. For any person, male or female, young or old, the consequences are it's impossible i'm a writer and i work i work with words every single day and indulge in much linguistic plasticity in order to phrase to 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 perfect a phrase to describe something but let me tell you something no words can describe the consequences that are involved here. It's as if all language of every man on earth, every nation under God, has said, sorry, sorry, this is entirely above my pay grade. It's nothing to do with me. Don't have anything. I just can't. I just fail. I warn you and I warn myself that we are to examine ourselves and there's a lot to discern. I am not going to be, as I said, I'm not going to deal with the mystical aspects of this. I am going to deal with the, the practical side of it. You know, what am I saying in plain terms? Come to this table in love. Judge yourself. Judge yourself. And I'm, and I'm saying this to myself. I, I, I must, in a sense, feel how condemned I am by sin. My every thought is an enemy of God. In my every thought in the flesh, every single one, even as a believer, is the enemy of God. Think of that think of that. Just, just, just just let that sink in for just that little while. Have I written anything else? Yes, I have. I've, it, we don't, we have to see it. Yes, I will come to that. But I want us to just dwell, just, just let that sink in for a moment. Before and yes, I will. I think I will close with this. We've been going for quite a while now. Those crowds shouting, "Crucify him!" Never fa- they thought they were perfect. They thought we are right. This man is a is a pestilence on us. He wants to be a king. Yeah, we'll we'll lift him up on a cross. Let him die. Let him die. We don't need all this. You see, the Pharisees had a very simple message. You may I don't know if you realize this, <clears throat> but the Pharisees had a very simple message and a very easy, accessible message. The law given by Moses was seemingly impossible. The truth is, though, that all Israelites, or every Israelite, keeps the law. It's possible because we've, and we we know this by subdivide dividing and subdividing the word of God, the law. The the law is the word of God, and we subdivide it several times, many times perhaps, and we therefore see. That as Israelites we keep the law. That was that was the message, and you see, it's an easy law to keep. It's an easy message, but it wasn't it wasn't. They did not see that the law was the measure of a man. Measures a man in terms of his his life before the righteous standard of God. And they didn't see; they certainly wouldn't permit, as one of the most daring apost- uh, Pharisees later was to say. He said that. He said that the law was a schoolmaster to lead him to Jesus. None of those crowds, none not one member of that crowd shouting crucify him, crucify him. Not one of them thought in those terms, and that is the believer's self judgment. We must look at the law and own our unworthiness before God. Yes, as believers, as believers, we are unworthy. Yeah, but we, we, and and, and I know that many uh, churches teach this, that, oh, well, it's all passed away now. It's all passed away. No, it hasn't. Sin, we live in a world of sin and death where righteousness is not at home, but it should be at home in the believer's life. And it's, and we make it that by judging ourselves and realizing that when we come around the Lord's table, we discern the Lord's body. And by that, we discern what I mean is, and what I believe, my opinion, the Scripture is saying, is that we discern our brothers and sisters are in the Lord Jesus Christ the same as we are. And even if if we are at loggerheads with them, we should no longer be. But see this service as a service of reconciliation. And come to the table, come to those elements and partake of them in a service of reconciliation, which may involve... A lot of weeping, which may and will certainly involve embracing, don't be ashamed. come to the Lord in this respect, knowing the truer that you are loved that you are loved in a way again that defies explanation. we must endeavour. To describe that love and we will constantly we will constantly do so but for now just remember judge yourself that you may not be condemned with the world the judgment at the cross was the judgment on the Lord Jesus and that judgment was ours. Those things that happened to him that day should happen to every single one of us. But they did not. He took them on. And now we come to this believer who has been saved, who by grace through faith has come to a knowledge of salvation and faces the the prospect of coming to his brothers and sisters and being reconciled to them and having unfeigned love one for another. Judge yourself that you may not be condemned with the world and be reconciled as God himself was in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world to himself on a cross. As Augustine said, come to Dr. Jesus, whose surgery is the cross. The Believer's Self-Judgment. God bless you. And thank you for listening. If you made it this far, you made it, you did well. Thank you, and may God richly bless you. And soon there will be another episode, The Chastisement by the Father. God bless you. Hello, it's been. Quite a long time since I made another uh, made a previous recording, um, and I want to thank you for your comments and um, your suggestions. Um, I'm trying to take them on board. This little recording here is just about um, what's happening, and um, there have been one or two things. I've been very busy with my work. Um, Catching up. I work now with a production company, and there's a lot of a lot of um, office hours and very objective disciplines um, entailed in that. So, and I welcome that because it's good to work with other people, um, albeit over Zoom, where our writers' room is on Zoom, and uh, it's been it's been quite. Uh, an amazing uh, few months, been be an amazing year really, um, as far as I'm concerned in my writing and so on. Um, and I've enjoyed con- the contributorship I have w- with the co- production company I'm now with. Uh, originally, there were 15 contributors, uh, but now, um, but I, six months into the equation, um, it was going to be decimated, and I knew this, and it really didn't bother me whether i was i'm not i, I thought well, I'm not going to get uh hung up about it or uh worried about it, and indeed um I was once the 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 crew was decimated, which they we all knew they were going to do, there was going to be from the fifteen of us there was going to only be five left, and I am fortunate. To be one of the five that has left so i 've still got it, and uh, my industry profile and my stats are looking quite good and i 'm very pleased about that um, with regard to the podcast and the blog uh, some important news is that i 've had i 've succeeded in putting some of my favorite articles uh, together in into a, uh, into book form, I wanted to put this out there because there was a lot of um, a, a, there was a large anomaly with regard to Google uh, uh, user conditions and so on uh, from outside the United States, and I wanted and I and I thought I was not I did not know I, I no longer had access to that, but it seems that something has changed because I now do, and it was after um, the book was compiled, which was uh, quite a, quite interesting to say the least, but at least it meant that I got a book, I put a book together, I've, I'm publishing it myself under the pen name, and you had to have a pen name for it. Uh, the pen name I've given is Edmund Farmer. It was something that was that just came—the um, first name that came up on a random name generator—and I've put that together. It's called. You may not like this, but by Edmund Farmer. Um, who am I? What happened to me? Why is it important to you? Um. And I, I'm very excited about the, the whole thing. Something that has uh, highly frustrated me uh, in the last day or two is the fact that I wanted to put together a website uh, for that, but it's a lot harder than I thought it would be, and I'm hoping uh, that I'll be able to find some some... Is very very easy way of doing it. Um, even if it looks and feels amateurish, um, it will be good because the promotion of it will be enhanced by having a website as well as a Amazon um, location. Uh, you know, connection. Uh, but that is not, that, that that's not an easy thing. So uh, so if you have any suggestions i would really really welcome that in fact i'm going to go as far as to ask you politely and nicely <laughs> please could you could you do that could you suggest an easy way of um doing that uh, make, making a website so that the publicity and the pub, the the uh, promoting of it uh, can happen uh, online um, if you want to go to amazon uh, you will find and type in uh, you may not like this but by Edmund Farmer, you will find it it's got it 's got a green cover and you can buy it on um, on Kindle ebook version and on um, uh, paperback It's a a large paperback, uh, very thin, um, and and I it's it's about fifty odd pages, fifty something pages. It's not a big book, but I wanted to put it out there, and so I've done that, and I don't know what else to do with the with the podcast because the podcast will go on, and I'm really really delighted with the the stats uh, for it, and thank you so much. For for tuning into it, um, I hope you get something out of it. Uh, some of you have said that you do, and but ma- the majority are pretty uh, silent on it. I'd like I, I trust I trust God and I trust um, yourself that you're having if you tune in that you you find it something to enjoy and to learn from and to to. If, you, if it's not an end in itself, it's a springboard to help you uh, start a journey. My concern is that people will come to know Jesus as their personal saviour. I want people to do exactly that. And one of the things I find frustrating a lot is m- most people these days don't want to tell you how to get saved. We we just add Christmas. One of my favourite Christmas carols is um once in Royal David City. The reason it's one of my it's my favourite is because it tells you how to get saved. Simple as that. Uh, the last verse says it quite clearly O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us we pray, cast out our sin and enter in be born in us today. And that is how to get saved. And I wish people would explain that and make it easier for people to, to, to well, to make it as easy as it is to get saved. Without the grace of God, it would have been impossible. Nobody can get saved on their own, and nobody would want to get saved if we were all left to our free will. It would be impossible. But there but for the grace of God, go I. That's what we must always remember. It's, it's It's classic, iconic, abiding Christian teaching. And it's this that I want to get over to people all the time. This is what I feel called to do. And called to do in this way. And uh, hopefully people will cotton on to it. And a lot of you have. And um, as I say, I'm very, very delighted to all the people in the United States who have um, that have tuned in, uh, all the people in Germany, Ik liebe and And um, thank you very much. And Australia, New Zealand, and there's been quite a few places. I'm very, very pleased. I'm amazed that it's got this far. I really am. Uh, because I'm not the technical skills type. But uh, thank you very much for your help. I And I hope to have more... Um, to continue with the series of uh, the 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 uh the, the new testament judgments um, i'm going to do i'm i'm ta- i'm going to take on board the some of the suggestions um, and implement them to make it a little uh n- easier to listen to because but, uh, by, i'm thinking that perhaps not not from anything that anyone has said uh, nobody everyone has played nice and been very polite and every, and and and, and, uh, and all your messages are a pleasure to read um, uh, but but I do suspect it's in the vacuums of those that if there is i i, I wonder if there is any uh awkwardness in listening to it and i don't want i want the message to be thought provoking and comforting encouraging and when necessary uh, challenging but i don't want the 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 podcast itself to be a challenge i want to want you to get to those challenges those meditations those thoughts those encouragements so that you that, that you'll be blessed and God will be glorified. Okay, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm for now. This is this is just um, a little bit of news uh, about what's going on. I I hope you're uh, you're enjoying your holidays, uh, and I and I pray that you you'll be blessed as more podcasts and more blogs uh, come out go go to amazon um, and you 'll find my book there but uh, i I hope and pray that i'll be able to 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 all this the have a website so that the reference to this podcast to the the blog site um you may not like this but dot blogspot dot com uh will um We'll have a hub where where we can do can focus our attention a center so, and with the blog and the podcast uh coming out from that um, but these these things remain to be done i will admit i've struggled all day with this um, and there there's been a lot of um well, there's been nothing coming out of it. It's been utterly fruitless, and I feel quite frustrated. But um, I know that God is God knows these things. Maybe, maybe the and which is highly possible. We see it in Scripture and history. The Holy Spirit is saying, "No, sorry, my boy, uh, this is not for you." Maybe He is, and the bar is set higher. Please, if you can. Su- suggest a way that an ignoramus like me old fashioned uh, 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 brought up bo- born and br- and brought up in an analog environment can do these things I, I i I wait upon you and I wait upon the Lord for an answer to those things anyway i'll sign off for now i promise <laughs> i and, and I pray that God pray God's richest blessing and sweetest blessing be upon you. And I hope you had a lovely Christmas and I wish you the happiest and most healthy and prosperous of New Year. God bless you and thank you for listening.